Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. Well, kind of. We're doing things a little bit different today. I did promise that I would do an update episode that I am going to be releasing uh, later this week. Um, but last week, I had the pleasure of joining uh, Steve on um, Stephen Dustin's podcast, Wedding Photo Hangover. If you guys have not checked out their podcast, it's a really funny and awesome podcast they have a really um, they have a really strong community of uh, photographers and vendors and uh, it's a really great podcast to listen to uh, Steve was kind enough to send me over uh, the episode so I could also play it on my podcast so if you guys haven't heard of them you can check it out here uh, you can also go visit their podcast check it out over there um, I also joined Steve on his patreon episode they have a patreon that you can that you can join Join and uh, listen to extra content. But seriously, Steve and Dustin, uh, they're some of the greatest dudes. They put on one of the greatest podcasts that I know. I listen to it every week and I love it. Uh, so you guys should definitely check it out. So I'll leave you guys here with this week's episode of The Wedding Photo Hangover. I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And if you are wondering what's going on right now, why why we missed the, the sweet sound of Dustin saying hi, I'm Dustin. Steve, that's Steve because... I'm right here. This is okay. Dustin. I'm, I'm here. It's Dustin. <laughs> Hi. Dustin Dustin isn't with us this week. He went down to Mexico. He got <laughs> caught up uh, by a cartel down there. And um, uh, in his stead this week, I was able to get Ulysses. Um, the cartel did say that they're holding him ransom and that we need to get at least five more people supporting us on the Patreon before they will let him go. Uh, I think I think we can make that happen. Come on, guys. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Ulysses, um, Ulysses del Toro, who was on, what was it? Last December? It's been too long, Ulysses. Uh, Ulysses, who I visited like two weeks ago, we talked yeah. about it last week on the podcast. Um, for those of you on the Patreon, we talked a lot more about it as well. And, uh, Ulysses has his own podcast, the wedding photo podcast, which is, um, I would say maybe like a tad bit more educational than this one. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, but they're gonna. But if we do get people to sign on to the Patreon, they're not gonna have that impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't give away! Don't give away everything about the Patreon. Whoa, uh, Ulysses. So I had a story I was gonna tell Dustin until he got kidnapped and you know held ransom. Yeah. Um, it's something that happened to me just today. Okay. Do you want? Do you want to hear this story? I do want to hear it. Okay. So. Today, I was playing with my daughter. She's three years old. Her name's Nora. She uh, she likes to do this thing where she stands on my chest, puts one hand high in the air and the other hand on her hip, and then she yells out, superhero, right? 
But today she wasn't doing that. She was feeding me plastic fruit and vegetables because she has like her own kitchen set. And so she was pretending to make food and then feed the food to me. But she said I had to lay down to eat the food. And so she's like giving me grapes. She's giving me potatoes, you know. Um, and then the next thing I know, I'm, I'm laying down and she just jumps up onto me does the whole one arm in the air, one arm on the hip, yells out superhero. And then uh, what she typically does after that is she jumps straight down onto my chest with both knees real hard. And uh, what I didn't realize was she wasn't just pointing one finger in the air this time. She was actually holding something in her hand. And that something she was holding in her hand was an eggplant, a plastic eggplant slash aubergine, (laughs) you know? And so she jumps down onto my chest, hits real hard, and my mouth goes open. I'm gasping because, you know, can't get any air. And she takes the eggplant and jams it into my mouth. And when she does that, she says, (laughs) eat it, daddy. (laughs) Oh, isn't that funny how the world just comes full circle sometimes? (laughs) I never thought my my own child, my sweet baby Nora, would be jamming a plastic eggplant down my mouth and saying, eat it, daddy. Well, all those episodes of you talking about how you want people to send you eggplant emojis, you just got the, you just got the real thing. Nora, Nora took it to heart. So I did, uh, you know, she, she jammed it like real far. It like went back all the way to the back of my throat and... um I did gag a little bit, just a little bit. And I told Jen about this and I made the mistake then of saying, now I understand why, you know, people don't like to do blowjobs. And, uh, Jen sent me back a GIF and it just said, I was on the block for like three seconds. So yeah, I know how it feels. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Ulysses, we've got a big show today. Big Wait, show. So you have to post a picture of the aubergine in your mouth or it didn't happen. <laughs> There's no picture of that. There's just, I gagged, it came right back out. And then I spent like five minutes gasping for air slash laughing really 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 hard <laughs> i was mostly gasping for air because i was laughing so hard and it had nothing to do with the choking part of it um <laughs> it's just so funny <laughs> you don't expect that out of your sweet baby daughter you know she basically told me to eat a dick yep <laughs> and then shoved a fake one down my throat ah oh. i can't i can't wait till she's old enough for you to tell her that story <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably be, by that time, she'll be like, I'm, I'm sorry, we don't use aubergines and eggplants to, <laughs> we're so past that in our day and age. <laughs> I can't believe that you people, when you first got your, your mobile devices, were even doing that still. They won't call them cell phones anymore because nobody makes phone calls. It's, it's going out. Yeah. It'll be some, some weird projected screen coming out of their hand or something. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're just all going to get screens implanted into our wrists, and uh, that's how we're going to do things in the future. <laughs> Ulysses, you know, we should do follow-up next, but I, I heard I heard the sweet sounds of you cracking open a beer. What are you drinking tonight? Is it one thing we didn't mention, Dustin and I, last week on the, real, the regular episode or on the Patreon episode, uh, when I was at Ulysses' place, I bought a bunch of beers to share with Ulysses. Then um, we did not have time to drink those beers, 
and I wasn't going to bring beers with me to the airport because you can't fly with beers. And all I was, all I had was carry on luggage. I didn't bring like check bags or anything. So I just left all the beers with Ulysses. And then Ulysses did me the great favor of uh, checking into all those beers as he was drinking them that I had bought to share with him. <laughs> and he was now drinking without me. Um, checking into them on Untapped and tagging me to every single one of the check-ins. It was delightful. Yeah. Well, what technically, you? you you did share the beers with I me. I did share the beers with you. Um, <laughs> what, what was your favorite beer that you, I don't want to say stole from me, but stole from me? <laughs> you know what? I drank them all in the at the same time so i don't <laughs> you, remember any of them you popped all the beers open <laughs> poured them into one giant bucket and then just drank the bucket uh yeah basically man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hang on uh let me see i'll tell you which one i don't remember the names of them but i'll look them up right wow. now well i'm glad that you know i was able to pick out some real great beers that just stuck with you for a very long time um <laughs> you know i was like i'm gonna find beers from California, Ulysses has never tried before. I've never tried before that are going to blow his mind because I just assume I'm that great at picking out beers. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not so much. Uh, you know what? I just drink too much. So they all get lost. You know what I mean? Is this like every night when you pour like six or seven different beers into a big bucket to drink? Yeah, I buy six or seven new beers I've never had before and I pour them all in a bucket and uh, and I put a straw in there and just uh, just sip on that while I while I binge on Netflix. <laughs> a curly straw. You also put an umbrella on the side of the bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, oh, I put like three curly straws because I need the beard to go in quicker. You know? Yeah, yeah. One in the mouth, two up the nose holes. Got it. <laughs> nose holes. Who said anything about nose holes? Uh, you got to get that beer down fast. You know, you got to plug them all up. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, okay. Those if you're breathing, were... you're not drinking fast enough. <laughs> it's not loading the ones before <laughs> Universal. Mm. So the best beers you had were with me at Universal? The Harry Potter the best, beers? Yeah, basically. Or the Duff beer from The <laughs> Simpsons? No. That stout at uh, at the Harry Potter land was, was pretty bomb. Yeah, that was delicious. Yeah, this is taking too long. <laughs> It's just dead air. Yeah. No, it's making it super easy for me when I go to, you know, edit and I just have to cut all this out. <laughs> Literally the last one is Dragon Scale, the the which one is that one? The lager that we had? Or the stout? Dragon Scale, um, that is the lager, the red. The Wizard's Brew was the stout. And I agree, the Wizard's Brew was amazing. Okay, here we go. There's the Duff beer. There's your beer. You're going to love editing this. The Obsidian Stout, which I thought I had tried. Mm-hmm. That, w- that one was pretty good. Oh, here it is. The most excellent IPA was my favorite one out of those. I assumed you grabbed that one because it was uh, it was themed after the Bill and Ted thing. I grabbed it because it was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I look for when I go to buy beers, and that is um, high ABV, low dollars. <laughs> well, that one was most excellent. Dude, I don't remember buying that one. I think Jen picked that one out. 
Oh, you don't remember buying that one? Weird. Why why don't you remember buying that, Steve? That's, That's really enough. weird. That you don't... That's enough. <laughs> Uh, so what are you drinking tonight though? So, um, my wife and I recently went to the grocery store and we found, um, there's a, there's a beer by Golden Road called Mango Cart that we really like. And they started coming out with a couple different versions and they came out with Melon Cart. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's, it's a watermelon wheat ale with honeydew and cantaloupe. And it is really good. And Maria actually, like, she's not a big fan of beer. She likes uh, the Ace Pineapple Cider. And that was it until we found That's the not a beer. Cart. I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then we, then we found the melon cart, and she loves it. So we bought, like, two cases of it. Nice. So I'm going to pour them all in a bucket <laughs> and uh, go to town. <laughs> I love it. What are you drinking, man? Tonight I'm drinking, uh, you know, I'm back on my weight loss shake again. Just another. Yeah. I heard you were, I heard you were dieting. Yeah. A double old fashioned tonight. (laughs) That's where you go to make an old fashioned. And then you're like, what if I just made it twice as strong? That sounds great. Yeah. I deserved it. You don't, I worked out. And then you don't have to, then you don't have to get up for another one. Exactly. Or it'll give you motivation to get more. Yeah. So, we do have some follow-up for this week. Follow-up comes from uh, Brandon Russell of Minaret Photo, who wrote in to say, oh, he, he took some, he took umbrage with me, with my, uh, with what I said about California last week. So, Brandon writes in to say, okay, so you're basing your idea of brown California on this one tiny little piece of coast on the northern end of a ginormous desert that has a bunch of water artificially pumped in. You can have the Shake Shack win, and I have, but don't throw the state under the bus because LA is dry. Ulysses, what, what do you got to say about that? You, you live in the state of California. Is, uh, is, there, is there anything not dry out there? Well, I'm going to have to disagree with him about the whole Shake Shack thing. <laughs> no, no. I don't think that's a clear win for you. We don't have no, to get into it, win. Steve. Clear win. Shake Shack much better than In-N-Out. Everyone agrees. I just went to Shake Shack, and it was delicious. But of course. It just it doesn't offer the same experience. I, I think so. what you mean to say is when you go to a burger place, what you're looking for is high beef by volume content low dollar right just just like you like your beer yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah i love my beer high beef content <laughs> yeah it's just not the same thing uh but shake shack is delicious i won't take that away from it i mean i, I never said in and out was bad in and out's great yeah but there's a specific experience that you get at in and out where like i'm not always gonna crave a Shake Shack burger, but mm-hmm. I can I can stop recording this podcast right now and go grab an In and Out for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't do that. do that. I'm not. No, I might do that. <laughs> I need you. Why would you do this to me? You know, Dustin's being held hostage right now. You should shouldn't have brought it up. No, uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I I totally when you said that I totally got it. This place 
dust seem dry when you're driving on the okay when i go to other places other states and i drive around like i'm not familiar with the area at all so all you're really seeing is what what you see driving along the freeway place to place the things you're paying attention to so if you're driving around city to city like you went from our place down to the beach um i can see how you noticed a lot of deadness because california is pretty dry but in the, just a couple minutes, you can be up in the forest and it's full green. You went to the beach, you got to go in that experience. You can go to the desert and get a whole different look in just a matter of minutes. You guys are just drowning in green. I don't know what's going on over there, man. Yeah, we are. It's it's crazy. It's like if I want to go to like a dead place, I have to go salt my neighbor's lawn. And then, uh, you know, I've got a nice desert going on next to me as well. Or dust or Dustin's uh, front yard? Has he got? <laughs> did he get? Uh, did he get the lawn put in yet? <laughs> I have no. He's he's being held hostage right now. I wish we oh. could go to him and ask, but we just can't. So, you know, uh, when Jen and I were up in San Francisco, it was February, so it was like winter time, and there there were some green parts that we saw on Google. When we when we were doing research on places we wanted to go, unfortunately, when we were there. It was all brown. So <sighs> there's a lot of California I still want to see, though. I'd love to make yeah. it out to Yosemite or Mirror Why Woods. Uh, <laughs> so uh, more follow up. Josh Withers from the Facebook group uh, last week, um, he he shared with us that Shot Prof, the idea Dustin and I had, is actually already a thing. So if you go to S-H-O-T-P-R-O-F dot P-H-O-T-O-S, shotprof.photos you can see exactly what dustin and i were describing on the podcast last week and it's definitely not a url that josh withers bought just to make a joke that is my favorite thing in the world you know you definitely don't spend twenty dollars on a joke so you have to catch me up on shotprof because i'm only halfway through that episode ulysses oh my gosh which is gonna make things a little weird right now So we were talking about shoot proof and one of us, one somebody like mispronounced it as shot prof. And so then we were talking about our new website we were launching called shot prof, which was um, shots of professors and uh, Josh Withers bought the domain, <laughs> the URL, oh and routed it to a Google search for pictures of professors. Oh my God. That's hilarious, dude. That's perfect. Also more follow up. Um, so Dustin the other week was talking about a listener named Taylor Ford, who mm-hmm. he said was uh, quoting something from the podcast in her Instagram story. And I gave Dustin a lot of crap, a ton of crap, because I assumed he made her up and that it didn't exist and she wasn't a listener because I'd never heard her. I'd never seen her in our Facebook group. Taylor Ford just shared like maybe 30 minutes ago on Instagram <laughs> a video of herself listening to the episode. <laughs> When we mentioned her name. Was it an oh, actual gosh. video of herself or was it just... It was on of- an account called Taylor Ford Photos that has like mm-hmm. 1,600 photos. So unless Dustin really did a lot of posting while he was in Mexico, she's real. And I can't but believe Steven, it. Did we did we see her face though? We didn't. It was She was in a car. Mm, mm, I, don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe she's not real. But this is what makes if me Dustin think she was really real. If Dustin really is held... If Dustin really is held hostage, he's got a lot of time on his hand right now. That's true. And probably access to phones. That's right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how it is when you get held hostage and they're just like, here, take this phone, do whatever you want with yep. it. <laughs> uh, no, the best part, though, was Taylor ended the whole um, thing because I, I texted back and forth with her a little bit. She ended the whole thing by saying that uh, she just wanted me to know that she was waiting to switch to a mirrorless system until she found one with two card slots for weddings. <laughs> Good good burn on Dustin right at the end there. I love that. <laughs> oh. Well, tell her she can switch to uh, the Sony a7 III system. Should be good to go. Yeah, yeah. Sony a7 III that does have two card slots. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. More follow-up. But for this follow-up, Ulysses, we're going to have to head over to the drone zone. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. Are, are, can you even go to the drone zone? Are you prepared for that? Uh, you have brought the drone zone to to me before, so I think I'm ready. I think <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You watched me fly the drone. That's correct. So um, some of you may have seen that I posted photos from the drone shot that I did when I was in California last week and uh, also that video. Some of you may have looked at the photo and been like, man, this is really low resolution and I can't see much. And that is because I was hit with the DJI Mavic Pro watercolor effect. So it was is very dark and the Mavic Pro, the first one, you know, struggles sometimes when it's dark and as a result of it struggling, it'll um it'll produce like a it tries to reduce the noise in your photo and when it does that it sometimes creates like a watercolor effect is how people describe it so basically everything gets kind of blotchy looking and uh when you look at like the pixels like close up it's just it doesn't look like a photo it looks more like somebody painted a picture so that is why the the resolution on the photo is so small and on the video because if it's bigger <laughs> you can see it and it looks bad ah <sighs> So I guess Dustin was right. I just bought a paperweight when I bought the Mavic Pro, you know? <laughs> what good is it? Can't handle if, those low-light situations. If you hadn't bought that that Mavic Pro, though, we would have never gotten that sweet video of uh, you ruining that couple's day. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last shoot, the last shot we did of the entire day, and they were, like, completely cool with it, so... We just went back to their place. They took us out to dinner afterwards, and we just we went back to their place first, and they both showered. So <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't awkward at all. Twice they showered <laughs> twice. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the first shower was like I got to get the sand off me. The second shower was like I got to get the ocean stank off me. You know how it is. <laughs> or maybe I got that backwards. I'm I'm not 100 percent certain how ocean stank works <laughs> in ocean sand. You might be a little bit better with that being from California. Yeah, the ocean stink stays on you for a little while. So, Ulysses, are you ready to talk about some real topics? Um, let's do it. Man, that was like a ton of follow-up. We just we went for <laughs> 22 minutes on follow-up. Wow. Jeez. Oh, man. There's even one thing of follow-up I forgot. You, we don't even have time for real topics. We got to get back into follow-up, Ulysses. All completely right, forgot go. about this. Last week, Dustin and I joked about Zane Naylor selling pinatas filled with smoke bombs. And what? Zane, Zane posted <laughs> to the Facebook group, he's actually an authorized pinata dealer. And he posted oh a gosh. photo 
of a pinata connected to a smoke machine blowing smoke into the pinata. <laughs> it's like we, we make How do you we just make random jokes and then people in our group are just making them come true. You know, we how, how do you the become, best damn community you of a listeners. register? Wait, what did you say? Registered? I think he regist- was joking about the registered pinata He's part. A registered pinata. <laughs> he is a now, registered in the gay smoke bomb dealer, smoke grenade smoke bomb dealer. But a registered pinata dealer, I think that was a joke. I don't know, man. That that seems like a pretty sweet gig. Yeah, no, I'd go for it in a heartbeat. That'd be great. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Um, first thing I want to talk about, something that Dustin and I have been kind of putting off talking about. But Mashable had an article go up a little while ago, and it was talking about YouTubers. So YouTube influencers, people on YouTube who vlog, stuff like that. Faking Instagram trips. So the basic idea is they shoot a bunch of photos of themselves in front of a green screen and then they take photos of the places where they say they're going and Photoshop the background in behind them (laughs) and then claim that they were there because when they do that, they get more likes on Instagram than if, you know, they just take pictures of their real life. You know, this is actually a pretty smart idea. Maybe, maybe we should incorporate this into our wedding photography. I'm here for it. Yeah. What do you think? You know? Yeah. I'm thinking the, you know, maybe we shot a wedding in front of the Taj Mahal. I've always wanted to go there. (laughs) And maybe by posting that photo, you'll get to go there. You will get to go there. (laughs) Someone will see that fake photo you shot and be like, Mm -hmm. yes, I want to hire that guy for my destination wedding at the Taj Mahal. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna this start is running a perfect ads. way to, to become a destination wedding photographer and travel the world. I'm gonna start running everyone's ads always, on Instagram immediately. Everyone's always asking, how do you become a destination wedding photographer? Well let me tell you. <laughs> I, I I shot a bunch of models in front of green screens and then I just photoshopped them into cool, interesting places throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't even do a good job with the photoshopping. You can see <laughs> the green outline around them. It was it was real bad. <laughs> Like basic cropping. I just used the the erase tool. (laughs) I love it. We got to give this a try. I mean, this could be the next million dollar wedding photography idea. We just stumbled across here thanks to these YouTubers. And uh, we won't know until we actually try it out. I mean, I was just thinking like basic stuff. Like you just do this at the actual wedding with like an actual couple. And you're like, your wedding kind of sucked. We can all agree you did not pay for good flowers. You did not get, you know, the great string lights hung up at the venue. We don't have that nice bokeh behind you during the first dances. I brought my green screen. We're just going to do a few shots in front of that. And then I'm going to add in some backgrounds behind you that look a lot prettier and better. But I like this idea better of trying to use this to get destinations. (laughs) Well, you, you could explain all that to them and uh, hopefully they'll understand, or you could just surprise them with it. Yeah. And they'll be like, wow, I thought that I paid thousands of dollars for this uh, kind of boring venue, but I didn't know I was going to get to. <laughs> Holy shit. When did know. Marshmallow come and start DJing at my wedding? <laughs> yeah, this is exactly. crazy. <laughs> oh, you're just taking it a step further. Now you can start adding, <laughs> yeah. adding people to like, 
there was maybe there were celebrities at your reception that you were partying with. Yeah, and you didn't know about it until you saw the photos. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Whoa, who is that old-timey gentleman over there? He looks a lot like James Dean's ghost. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're, like, semi-transparent, too. <laughs> I'm going to hell for this. Uh, I, love, I actually love this idea. If, if I found out some, some photographer was doing that, I don't think I could even be mad at them. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> you just got to like jump on Getty Images or someplace where you can get photos of celebrities for free. <laughs> but you got to make sure that they have the uh, thing where you're allowed to edit the photo yeah. and not just use the photo, <laughs> you know, you can, you can take them and put them wherever you want. Oh, you know, a real easy one you could do it with uh, Vince Vaughn and what's his face? The other guy. When they did that movie, uh, The Internship, they did all like the business photos and they said you could, they were, they released them to the public, like public domain. Yeah. yeah just take those and do whatever <laughs> nasty stuff you want with them. You know what I'm talking about? I'm oh, surprised yeah. you don't see Vince Vaughn doing more terrible things on the internet thanks to that campaign. But I guess terrible people on the internet, they don't, they don't wait for things to become public <laughs> domain to do terrible things with photos. <laughs> yeah that's a good idea man becoming a faux a faux wedding photographer <laughs> yeah no i love this let's take it a step further like maybe you just see somebody else who took like uh photos of a couple at a venue and that couple is more attractive than your couple so you just take one of your photos and you photoshop your couple out photoshop their couple in <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're so much better looking than we thought <laughs> Wow, I'm really going to hell. Wow, it's great. It's great, man. Is, this is this is, is not. Am this, I the only one who's also, burning right now? I'm I'm sweating over here. It feels so hot. No, no, no one's gonna want to listen to my podcast after this. <laughs> we lucky if people keep listening to this one. Ulysses, have you ever heard of Unsplash? No. Is that an Adobe program? Mm, Unsplash is not an Adobe program. I first ran across Unsplash like 2012 or 2013 when it was first getting its uh feet first uh first popped up on the on the on the web i think uh when i first found it they were on like their 10th issue of photos so unsplash is a service that people upload photos to and when they upload the photos to unsplash they're releasing their copyright on them so all the photos are in the public domain and you can do whatever you want with them so i first found about about unsplash because i was blogging for a company and i needed photos and they wouldn't pay for photos so i had to look for free stuff online and that's how i stumbled across unsplash when it was first starting up and when they first started it was like they released 10 photos a month or something like that into you know the public domain and uh then as they became more popular and picked up more um, picked up more people who wanted to contribute photos to be released in the public domain, they you know started to post more often and more frequently. And now they just announced they hit one million photos. So they have one million stock photos people can use. Free. And it's free. It's all free. That's pretty awesome. Is that awesome? You're a photographer. You take photos for, what's it called? I believe money. Yeah. I believe you take photos for money. And if you're not taking photos for money, you might be taking photos for exposure, I think is the other one. And Unsplash 
is giving their these photographers who submit photos to them neither money nor exposure. That is true, but those photographers are willingly contributing to that community. So is it really Unsplash's fault no, for creating it's not. this community, or is it the photographer? I'm I not going to go contribute to that. I think I contribute either. But I think it's a great <laughs> but, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I think, I'm just saying, like, go ahead. I think there are people out there who they want to create something and they don't care about getting paid for it and they don't care about getting like recognition for it. They just want to create something so that it exists in the world and they want it to go out and be used all over. Um, the only thing is like people can just download these unsplash photos and do whatever they want with them. So, you know, you'll probably see them in like a target calendar or on a Walmart towel or something at some point in time in the future. Um, and people will then realize that, Oh, my photos are worth something. And I made a mistake by giving them away for free. But if your intent is you don't ever want recognition, you don't ever want to make money, you just want this thing that you created to exist in the world so other people can see this thing that, you know, maybe nobody else ever thought of to create before. Like, that's super cool. Yeah. I don't, you know what? There's going to be people out there that really need Unsplash, and I would just hope that, you know, it helps them out. And then there's going to be people who suck all the time. There's always going to be people who suck. And, you know. Why are you, you staring really right at me when you say that? <laughs> I'm just saying, Stephen, there's always going to be people that suck. Why are you, you know pointing at the camera while you say that? <laughs> I'm just, I just really want you to understand. <laughs> Why are you holding up a sign that says, I'm talking about you, Steve? There's always going to be people that suck. <laughs> like that dog that keeps barking. <laughs> yeah, that dog sucks. <laughs> yeah, I. So a lot of photographers don't like Unsplash because, as stated, these people are releasing photos. They don't get paid money. They don't. Uh, they don't get any recognition. Basically, Unsplash is worse in some photographers' minds than people who yeah. shoot for exposure because these people are shooting and getting absolutely nothing in return. And so it's it's like eroding the exposure market. <laughs> yeah. You used no, to be able I, to shoot I, something and get like 800 exposures for it, and now <laughs> you don't even get that. It's like, what the hell, man? No, I, I totally get it, man. Is there is there even any way, do you like create a profile in there so people can can recognize you for, for the I think work? on Unsplash when last time I was on that site uh, you could actually see who the photographer was who had taken the photos so you could get exposure that way like if somebody saw your photos on Unsplash wanted to use them in their thing and then was like I want more photos like that or yeah. made by that creative person they could contact you to get them um, but yeah it's like once those photos are released out into the world though it's like if a blog uses your photo they don't have to credit you they don't have to pay you. So then yeah. people would look at that on that blog and just be like, oh, that photo, like, it's great. I love this blog, I guess, for having it. I don't know. So it's like there's no there's no way to loop people back into you. Because, like, as wedding photographers, we from time to time get stuff published in magazines, on blogs, stuff like that. And when they, we do, there's always an expectation 
um, or a contract that specifically states, they will link out to us, to our website and stuff. So it pushes traffic back to us. But like these people are just having their photos placed places and there's no link back. There's no benefit to them at all when that happens. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be, you know, these sites and these programs with their with pros and cons. And as photographers, especially, it's easier for us as professionals to to see the cons in that. But you and I would never really contribute to that. But I'm sure there are people that, you know, really needed that, really needed Unsplash for a project or for school or for something that they're working on. Probably. Oh, man. So I had some tweets flagged that I wanted to talk about this week. And none of them, they, they all got deleted. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, wait. There's one. There's one. So Bridgie, Bridgie B, Bridget, uh, tweeted out this week, I just saw a photographer wearing white to a client's wedding. Gosh. <laughs> I hope that's true. That's got to be like a newbie mistake right there. <laughs> I hope, I hope as a photographer who's just wearing, you know, full on wedding dress, you know? Or maybe, maybe the groom hired his ex-girlfriend to photograph their wedding and, <laughs> and she wore the white in spite of him. Yeah. Didn't you photograph one of your ex's weddings? Uh, perhaps maybe, but you know. That's and you, you showed time, up in the full Steven. tux, right? <laughs> with, with, with a boutonniere? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> oh, I'm I showed, sorry. I showed, a, I showed up in sandals. Sandals, but tux with tails, boot, boutonniere, monocle, No, and I actually cane. wore sandals, trunks, and then I wore that t-shirt with, uh, with a tux printed on it. Yeah. Super wow. classy. Yeah. How did that look with the top hat that you were wearing, though, that you always wear? <laughs> Tell you, man, I keep it classy. <laughs> so Maria, not your wife, in a random Facebook group, wrote this today. Well, already then, there's a lady now sharing her Instagram account with her husband. And I got this a little bit ago. He has literally left like 40 comments under an ad I'm running that I did a year ago to delete the ad because his wife went behind his back. That's right. It's a boudoir ad, a maternity boudoir ad. And his wife signed a model release form literally for the purpose of that shoot. And she said, Oh, my husband doesn't know, but he'll get over it. So, this photographer, Maria, went with it because, you know, she's a grown woman. She can make her own decisions. And this guy, though, has been uh, texting her. And uh, this is what he texted to her or DM'd her on Instagram. Remove the pictures of my wife from your page and anywhere else you have them. I am her husband. And I had no idea that my pretty much knacked wife, I think he meant to say naked, would be put all over social media. Today, I don't care what she signed. She has done this behind my back, and I am very upset about it. Ulysses, have you ever had to deal with something like this? 
Uh, no, I don't shoot boudoir photos. <laughs> so let's say your wife, Maria, she's going out. She wants to get mm-hmm. some boudoir photos done. She signs a model release and she just goes out and gets knacked, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so are you jumping on that photographer's page then? If you see one of those photos to tell them that, uh, you know, they need to delete the photos of your knacked wife. <laughs> I, 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 in my mind, this guy wrote knacked because he couldn't bring himself to write naked, but he wrote it right after he wrote, like, my f***ing pretty much, ooh, can't say naked, uh, knacked wife. <laughs> if I say naked, then it's real. She got naked in front of a photographer. <sighs> you know, this guy just, uh, he's just not seeing what reality really is, and that's that his wife got knacked. <laughs> Oh man, and uh, and showed off her, her all her her knacked goods all over social media. <laughs> you know, interesting story. Um, when I was out in California, I asked you, Ulysses, while I'm there, while I'm there, do you want to do an episode of Wedding Photo Podcast, your podcast, while I'm there? And you were like, Yes, Steve, I would absolutely love to do that with you. Um, I just have one question. Uh, you sent over something to me two weeks ago before I even asked you if you'd want to do it, stating what you would need if you were going to do it, Steve. And there's this line where it just says, in any video you show up in, uh, you'll be fully knacked. And um, <laughs> and then for some reason when I got there, we didn't end up doing the video. And I just want to know, what was it? Was it because I said, uh, I'm going to be knacked for the whole video and it's going to be full frontal? Is that what turned yeah. you off to the idea yeah, of doing yeah. a video with me? Yeah. It, some people read the fine print, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I'm ask for you people. to be knacked. I wanted to be knacked. <laughs> I was just trying to protect uh, my wife <laughs> and my bunny from seeing you knacked. Yeah. And the neighbor's dog. And the neighbor's dog. <laughs> Hopefully you don't hear it as much in, in, in this one. Oh, no. Ulysses, what'd you do to the dog? Ulysses, what'd you, what did you do to the dog, Ulysses? Ulysses, no! Oh, is this where you put, like, a gunshot sound effect? <laughs> do laser sounds instead. <laughs> Laser sounds will be when Eva, the photography robot, comes to kill you. Oh, God. Maybe she's the one who's got Dustin. Who knows? She's, we don't she's know. Taking a, she's taking a long time to cross country. Yeah. So Diana Sanders in her very own Facebook group wrote in today, and she said, My other half and trusty assistant was the most popular guy at the wedding this weekend. He made sure the wedding party got their wine slushies, and the bride and groom got fed during portrait time. The reality is that he does this to make sure the people I need for photos don't wander off for a drink or food or slow us down. But my couples just think he's a really cool guy. So she includes some photos of him with wine slushies hanging out with a bride and groom. And, uh, wow. I, my mind was blown when I saw this because Jen and I have been shooting for nine years now. Wow. Long time. We've been shooting for nine years now. And we have, on multiple occasions, seen wedding planners come out with, like, cocktails or beers or usually water for, <laughs> for the bridal party. 
the bridal party usually takes care of their own alcohol, yeah. but in, you know, some cases they don't. And so the, it's a lot of times like the wedding planner or the coordinator will come on, bring that kind of stuff to them or bring food. Uh, a lot of times like hors d'oeuvres if it's during cocktail hour. Um, I've never had the sense as Jen's like second shooter. And I've never had the sense when I'm the primary shooter to t- ask my second shooter to do this to like, Hey, can you just run in and grab like some hors d'oeuvres and bring it out here? Like, this blew my mind, Diana Sanders. I, I could not believe that this was a thing a photographer could even do. She made it sound like he does it every time, too. I know. <laughs> Her husband has to be the coolest dude in the entire world. I mean, I saw pictures. He looks super cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Uh, if you want to see pictures, no, he wasn't knacked, unfortunately. <laughs> but if you want to see pictures of a totally not knacked dude... <laughs> Bringing lines, wine slushies out. Jump on in the Facebook group. Do a search for Diana Sanders. That's two N's and Diana. Ulysses, have you guys ever done this? You and Maria? Uh, I don't think so, man. I, I mean, no. No. I don't think we've done that. I uh, There's probably been a time where, you know, if we hear the groom or the bride, like, say, like, I need some water. Yeah, I'll go out of my way to, if, if I don't see the coordinator... And I'm next to the bar or something. I've gotten some water for for the bride and groom, but uh, I don't think they've ever asked for like tequila shots from me, anyways. <laughs> Whoa! Usually they, tequila usually shots? Your mind went color. straight to tequila shots? He's just bringing out wine slushies. You know that's low ABV, but tequila shots? Do you come out with like a super soaker and you're just squirting tequila shots in people's mouths? Steve, Steve, we're in Southern California. We're Literally on the border of Mexico. What I do you know, think it's we drink very, out here besides beer? <laughs> it's very dry out there. I would assume water, but I mean, I guess if beer and tequila shots are what get you through. When I was in California, uh, Jen at one point in time looked at me and she said, Steve, I don't think I've drank anything but coffee and beer while we've been out here. I need water so bad. <laughs> oh man, that is so true. <laughs> that's what keeps the that's what keeps the energy going though man yeah it's what pushes uh you know all the stuff in your system up to your brain real fast how are you supposed to be creative in your engagement sessions without coffee and beer yeah i don't know how you'd do it it's utterly crazy to think about ulysses let's do some q a let's do it man Alex Bruce from our very own Facebook group and just a few miles away from Ulysses says, What's up, Alex? does anyone here that offers a photo booth mind sharing your contract with me? I just picked one up and for some reason in my head, I thought coming up with a contract would be quick and easy. So we can't share a contract here on the podcast. That'd be a little crazy, but, but we could share some tips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Julius, have you ever done a photo booth? I am a little embarrassed to say I have. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm a little embarrassed to say I have too. Because <laughs> I don't think my photo booth looked anything like any of today's photo booths. Okay, so like when you did a photo booth, what did you do? Uh, man, this was... I have... I used to have a photo booth where I'd set up uh, like a giant... I have a 10 by 20 black muslin tarp, and I used to set that up as a background, 
and then um, I'd backlight it, I'd have another studio flash, and then I'd have my camera on a tripod tethered to my laptop, connected to an actual printer that we lugged around. And um, I had templates in Lightroom ready to do like, like, I think it was four pictures and we would print out five by sevens. So it was pretty cool. Like it actually printed out real, you know, what you get today. But man, it was, if something went down, like troubleshooting that thing was such a mess. Mm -hmm. And you had to carry all of that stuff just for a photo booth setup. So what'd your contract say about if something went down? Contract? Yeah, your contract. Oh, Oh, my contract. Yes. The, is it, the, do the they con- not do contracts in California? <laughs> hey, Alex, uh, you live like 20 miles away from Ulysses. I'm going to tell you, uh, the, you don't do contracts in California. Um, that, whole, <laughs> that whole state works on just handshakes, you know, handshakes and uh, positive vibes that you send back and forth to each other. And you do that when, you know, you're knacked or not knacked with a really friendly smile and uh, kind eyes. <laughs> it works better if you're knacked. Alex, come come over and have a beer with me, and I'll tell you all about my contracts for my photo booth. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like there's a horrible story there where you got burned really bad at some point in time. Did that happen? <laughs> no, 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 no. Luckily, luckily we did not. <laughs> so Jen uh, and I did a photo booth at a few weddings, yeah. and we did basically the same thing as you. Like, we had a backdrop that we lugged out. Uh, stands, you know, to hold the backdrop up. And then uh, we had like a octagon softbox flash. And, um, and then like a backlight. And I think like a bounce card or something. And then we shot it all with like a 7D or a 5D Mark II because it was like back when we were first getting started. And... We quickly realized we hated it. We absolutely hated it. And we, we never wanted to do it again. It was really awkward. It was a ton of work. Um, what we, we didn't print out pictures though. We uh, had cards we printed off that led to a website. And then we'd post the photos like a day or two after the wedding to the website. And the idea was the website was our website. It would drive more traffic to our website. <laughs> and uh, people could buy their photos from there if they you know wanted like a larger print. Or they could just like share the photos to social media, which drive more traffic back to our website. You know, that was kind of the idea of it. And we we only did it at like two or three weddings. Jen will probably listen to this and then tell me how wrong I am and how many weddings we actually did it at. But it was a huge pain in the ass. And I yeah. hated every second of it because it's like you have to like tell people, hey, do do this. Be funny. Can you be funny for a second? Yeah. 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 One, two, three, be funny. Click. Um, yeah. So I was real bad at it. And um, a lot of times when we had to do it, Jen would be the one who would end up running it. And then I would do like all the dance floor stuff until we'd shut it down during like the first dances, toasts, all that kind of stuff. And so like Jen would do that. I would do like dance floor stuff. And then if there was something like she had to pull the clients out for night shots or something, uh, then I would run the photo booth while she was doing that. And it was just so much work and it just felt like nobody really cared. And <laughs> just hated it so much. We hate it. Alex, don't do a photo booth. Don't do a photo booth. I know you want to offer one. Don't offer one. They're terrible. 
you know, there are whole people who build companies around just doing a photo booth and, you know, just hire them to come in and do a photo booth for you <laughs> when you're going to do one and just use their contract because you don't want to mess with this. It just complicates the entire night. It's like when you're doing a wedding and somebody's like, could you just like shoot some video for us real quick of this one thing? And it's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't want to. Like your camera does video. Like It means so much to us if we just got like a video of this as opposed to just photos. And it's like, you didn't hire me. No, like I there's so much more that goes into making that video. Like there's so much more that goes into the photo booth. Like, I don't know if you're doing a photo booth, please don't do, I see so many people are like, I'm adding a photo booth and I'm just going to charge like 150 bucks as an add on. It's like, it's not worth it for 150 bucks. Photo booth add on should be a thousand dollars bare minimum. It's so much work. We, we only did it. We only did it as an add on. We never, sold just the photo booth and same thing we didn't do it that many times we did it a few times and it really just was not worth it so the big things i would say though after what ulysses said is you need to add something to your contract about when your printer breaks because your printer will break and here's the other thing i'm going to say to you if you're running a photo booth and you bought like one of those Giphy stand shit things, or uh, I don't know, what are some of the other photo booth things out there besides Giphy, the Giphy like UV? Uh, the iPad one. Well, now they all they come with like so many options. Like all the all the photo booths I've seen, you can do a photo, you can do four photos and get it printed out. You can do a boomerang, and you have the option to oh, have all these oh, things. All sent this to your just phone. makes me want to vomit. I do know one mistake that that I've seen uh, our friends run into is they, uh, our friends uh, Sarah and Randall, they have a photo booth and they went out and shot some stuff somewhere in Coachella and they were in the middle of the desert and didn't have any Wi-Fi, so yep. that kind of prevents you from being able to, you know, turn over the photos on the spot. So definitely have something like so, that in the contract. That's what I was getting at. Next was, uh, you know. You're gonna you're gonna run into mistakes. Your printer's gonna stop working. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you don't have two, you don't have one. You know what I'm saying, Alex? Uh, so if you if you buy like one of those Giphy things, if you don't have two Giphys, you don't actually have one Giphy. You know what I'm saying? Because as soon as that one goes down, you're screwed, and you just screwed up their whole wedding. They don't have their photo booth anymore. So you you need to have a backup. Running a photo booth is like you know shooting a wedding where. You need a backup camera. You can't just go to a wedding with one camera because if that camera shuts down, if it fails, then you're screwed and the client's okay. screwed and your business is screwed. What? That sounds What's awful. this? Oh, God. <laughs> I heard you use the Lord's awful. name in vain, <laughs> Lord and Savior. What's worse than lugging around one photo booth, lugging around two photo booths? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and one's this is what I'm saying. Weight. It's not worth it. It's entirely, it's entirely not worth it. Here's the other thing. Uh, so if your photo booth needs Wi-Fi to work and you don't have Wi-Fi, you can always, you know, link up to like your cell phone or an iPad or something like that. But your cell phone, your iPad, whatever it is, it's probably going to be on Verizon, AT&T, uh, T-Mobile, or what's the other one? Sprint. Those are like the four mm-hmm. networks. Um, so if you want to have your bases covered, you're, you're going to need one on like Verizon or Sprint and then one on T-Mobile or AT&T. 
um, just in case, you know, the network doesn't work wherever you are. And you'd probably want to stick with like the Verizon and the AT&T. So now you're carrying around, you know, your phone in a wireless hotspot sort of thing or a cellular internet hotspot sort of thing. You have to have, you have to have multiple phones. You have to have, uh, multiple <laughs> photo booths. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you, you can't always, uh, most of the photo booths have a thing if there's not like an internet connection because you're in the middle of the desert and there's no cell service and no Wi-Fi, then you can always, um, you can always like deliver the photos or upload the boomerangs or whatever later once you're back on Wi-Fi. But then it's like, now I just left the desert and I have to find the nearest Starbucks so I can upload all of my boomerangs so that uh, the client is, you know, happy and they get shared and I get, you know, more jobs out of it. And yeah, you know, if it, you don't want to be in business, period, Alex, like, <laughs> gosh, have you ever considered just selling all your earthly possessions and just living, <laughs> just living somewhere? You don't need to make money. Nobody needs to make money. Ulysses, you're with me on this, right? You're just riding oh. on the edge of a snap with me on this, right? Oh, I already don't make any money, and it's it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So you know, just a. Uh, that contract, as soon as you write it out, just, you know, throw it straight in the shredder because it's not worth anything because you don't need it. Because, Alex, you're getting an RV and you're moving out to the middle of the desert. You're going to be at Burning Man in a few days. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Ulysses, did you find a question you want to you wanna, you wanna address now that I, uh, I think we knocked that one out of the park for Alex, right? Oh, yeah. I think that was really helpful. <laughs> Uh, here, let me find one. I can't do two things at once, so I was not looking at them. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just take a second. We'll, we'll cut it out. I gotta cut the dog out anyway. Go shoot the dog. What? Go shoot the dog. <laughs> what the hell? I'm not, I can't I'm believe not gonna you said that. Dog. I'm not gonna shoot the dog. I'm cutting oh. you saying I'm not gonna shoot the dog out. I'm just he's, putting gunshots in. He's barking more than usual. Did that, he can did hear you on barking? a podcast. Okay, I got one. Okay, cool. All right, Bart. God, that damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need a beer before I do this. Hang on a second. All right. <clears throat> Bart from a random Facebook group. He asks, my computer don't click and the Pix Donut look good. I have Sharpie. Can I use to fix print? <laughs> uh Ulysses oh is very simple. Bart from a random Facebook group says my computer don't click and the pics donut look good. I have Sharpie. Can I use to fix print? Can he use to fix print, Ulysses? <laughs> <laughs> I think this might be a question we answered on like a guest episode already, and I just mm. loved the question so much. I was like, no, we gotta give this one another pass. Because I think on the guest episode they were just like, uh, I don't understand. Let's move on. What don't what isn't there what is there not to understand about I don't know my I, computer I, don't click <laughs> and the pics donut look good. Come on, man. The pics donut look good. I mean I Donuts always look good to me. The, sh the Sharpie will fix print, let me tell you. 
So for people out there wondering, yes, it is donut spelled D-O-N-U-T, not do not, uh, which is why we're pronouncing it donut. And um, yeah, no, they are wondering if they can use a Sharpie to fix the donut when it goes to print. So Ulysses, I would say when your computer don't click, (laughs) we've all been there before where we go to click that computer and it just don't click. You know what I'm saying? You try to click that dick pic and it just don't click. Well, there's one fix to all of the dick pics, and that's taking a Sharpie and drawing a little mustache, and you fix all the pics. Come on. We all know that. <laughs> a dick pic? You just draw a Sharpie? Is it like looking straight down the barrel, so you like put like a little mouth underneath, eyes on, <laughs> googly eyes on top? I mean, Straight down I, the barrel you know, of the aubergine? So, some, some pics require more fixing, you know? You know, I think, yeah, yeah, like, like y- your computer don't click, but you do got the pics and you, you have printed them out. So now, uh, now that the pics have printed, you, you can use those Sharpies to fill in the uh, things. So let's say uh, you're trying to clone stamp an area and it's like a, let's say it's like a sand, sand on a beach and like there's just a little bit of seaweed there. You just get out your brown Sharpie and you take it straight to that print and uh, you just color over the um, seaweed with a little bit of brown. Now it just looks like there's a little off-color sand in the rest of the sand there. So I, I think I think Bart's actually onto something here. I think this is a great way to uh, run your business and do your prints. I think this is going to be the most helpful episode your listeners have ever listened to. Honestly, I think you know maybe even better. Um, just take the sharpie when you're talking to your client and um, just draw straight on the computer screen if the computer won't click. <laughs> You could just edit it right on the screen. Yeah. Better yet, before you even take their pics, you just draw a mustache right onto them with the Sharpie. (laughs) Onto their dick. Yeah. Yeah, You're like, these are totally knacked pics. And then you donut have to fix anything afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. If if you can fix it in the pregame, you don't have to fix it in the postgame. You know what I'm talking about? So that that's like a real thing with video production that I've done on so many occasions is so when when Jen and I started when I well okay when I started shooting photos with Jen there was like this whole thing where Jen was like we want to shoot everything as good as we can but I can always photoshop stuff out if we need it and with video um until recently you couldn't really just easily get rid of stuff. Now, like yeah. Adobe has its like content aware fill stuff in Premiere and Final Cut has nothing. Final Cut has nothing. But uh, I, I was trying to like be to on the lookout for try to convince. Are you going to keep trying to convince me to get Final Cut? Because you're not really selling me. I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> Final Cut is a worthless dumpster fire. Um, so I was always trained, like, you got to be on the lookout for, like, cords plugged into outlets. You got to be on the lookout for, like, little things in the background that you don't notice while you're shooting because you're looking at a very tiny screen. But you'll notice when you go to edit because you're looking at, like, a bigger photo, bitter, bigger video. And it's crazy, too, with video because it's, like, you edit in this little tiny box on your computer screen. But, like, when you send the video to your client, they have it fill up the entire screen of their computer or the entire screen of their tv so they're seeing everything in your videos at like much bigger resolution so it's a lot easier for them to pick out your mistakes so i was always like trained through all my video production stuff that i did when i was younger that like you have to micromanage every single thing you shoot 
to try to get rid of as much stuff as you possibly can in the background, on the sides, wherever. Um, so for me, it's like natural to pregame real hard when it's coming to that kind of stuff and just try to micromanage every single scene and every single situation I'm in. Do you, do you find that at all with what you're doing? Cause so I mean, saying, you, you do videos is, now. This is actually a really good tip. Uh, Steven. So what you're saying is you just carry a bunch of Sharpies around with you. Yeah. Carry a bunch of Sharpies <laughs> around with me. And, uh, it's like, Oh, the, the kid left that fire truck out on the windowsill. Well, the uh, window is brown, so I'll just I'll just take this brown sharpie and I'll color over the entire red fire truck. So now it's just a brown fire truck, and uh, it'll blend Jeez. right in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and uh, I try to draw as many donuts as I can for Bart, you know, because he needs them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think. Uh... I'm glad you left that question in there for another episode because I think this time we actually nailed it. I think we did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's do let's do one more question from somebody in our own Facebook group. Ooh, are, can you handle a long one? Can you handle a real long one? It's a lengthy question. Can you take a well, just like Dustin, big lengthy? Just like Dustin, Wait, I am, just like Dustin, I am being held hostage. So. I think I can handle it. By me, though. (laughs) Eat it, Ulysses. (laughs) Uh, Sally Psycho from our very own Facebook group asks, so I've been mulling over ideas about possibly live streaming or maybe podcasting someday. I've had experience with voice work slash broadcasting for commercials and am totally fine with speaking into a mic. It's just that type of stuff was scripted and packaged with a goal in mind by the company that paid me to do it. Basically, I'm at the stage where I'm trying to think of the kinds of content, value, in parentheses, I could share and what kind of audience I'd like to serve. But to be honest, I'm drawing a blank. Keep in mind that I hate blogging on my website so much, uh, personal note for me, don't we all, um, that Sally has literally, she says, embedded her live Instagram feed into the blog to keep it fresh for the algorithms and to avoid having to ever have to publish another top 10 ideas for planning your outdoor wedding kind of post. (laughs) All things being equal, I feel like I could host a photographer's version of meme review, but sadly Reddit doesn't offer enough content to base a podcast on. The other thing is, that my life, especially when sitting at the editing desk, is boring AF. I don't know what that means. Do you know what AF means? Uh, autofocus? Yeah. Uh, boring. It's boring as autofocus, autofocus, which is super boring. <laughs> especially on those Sonys where it just nails the eye every time. It's like, uh, I always know what Yawn. I'm going to get and it's going to look great. <laughs> Yawn. Uh, Sally says, I'm basically read basic. A 42-year-old mom of teenagers who happens to take photos for a living while spending too much side time taking nature photos and playing PUBG. Who the heck would care to listen to someone like me, LOL. So, how do you guys come up with new stuff every week to talk about? I get that you troll the Facebook groups and come up with content gold, but I genuinely notice that you two do put a lot of thought slash effort into what you put out there and into our earbuds or put another way. 
how did you two figure out the world needed the finest in phototainment? P.S. The Jen meme gets a 10 out of 10. And that is a meme Jen created, which you can find in the Facebook group where it's two photos I took of Jen where it says what I think I look like while shooting versus reality. And one photo is like a glamour shot where her hair is blowing in the wind. There's a flash behind her. It's beautiful. And the other photo is a photo I took of her when she didn't think I was shooting and she was mid-sentence. And uh, yeah, she she doesn't like that second one so much. It's my favorite. (laughs) It's literally the best photographer's meme out there. Yeah. So Ulysses, I'm so glad you're on the podcast with me this week because as Sally said, she's so glad that, you know, she's speaking to two people who really do put a lot of thought and effort into what they put out there into the world and really do spend a lot of time coming up with content. So I'm really glad you're here with me. (laughs) What is that supposed to mean, Steve? (laughs) I'm just putting a burn on my co-host who's currently being held hostage in Mexico. That's all. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us here on the announcement. <laughs> no, I think I think we've already we've already told her we're we're all waiting for her podcast. Dude, I I love when Sally posts cuz she's I don't I, I don't know how she doesn't see it, but she always posts like super informative stuff. Like the whole thing on how she gets her her pages to number 1 on on like the Google searches and stuff, like I don't know how to do that. And that's that's like several topics in itself. I want her to start the podcast so I can start listening to her podcast. Ulysses, I'm going to push back. I have told Sally multiple times she should start her own podcast, and I'm going to let that ride. But, you know, for everybody else out there listening, um, I just want to say, uh, f- you guys, we don't need more people making content. We need more people listening to our content. (laughs) If you get out there and start making really good content, it's going to take people away from the mediocre content we're creating right here, right now. So you think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Uh, but for real, Sally, that's, that's all Steve right there. (laughs) That's all Steve, but for real, um, When you're considering what you want to talk about, think about what you're passionate about. If you're passionate about taking nature photos and playing PUBG, like that's cool stuff that people want to know more about. Um, And if there's an intersection between that, and there's probably not because PUBG does suck and you should be playing Fortnite and maybe Apex Legends. Sorry, Sally. Just my personal opinion. Fortnite's a lot better though and Apex Legends is it's Okay. It's it pays cool. for video games anymore, you know? You know, you just you just play a game for free like Fortnite or Apex Legends, and then you spend a ton of money on skins. That's what you got to get into, Sally, is the business of create something for free and then just, you know, once people are hooked, once they once they once they're on the hook, you just sell them a bunch of like worthless skins that don't affect the gameplay at all but make you tons of money. So let's workshop this. Sally does a lot of cool stuff with SEO, right? Sally could help a lot of people learn how to get to number one in their market with their SEO. Once they're number one in their market with SEO, though, what comes next? Well, their website probably looks like shit. They don't have a 
number one Sally Psycho SEO star badge on the page, you know, you could start selling those. Uh, you probably don't have like a cool Sally Psycho uh, sticker that, you know, you can put on your laptop. Uh, you could probably start selling Sally Psycho badges and pins that people could put on. And the thing is like, in your community, you have to make it look like if they don't have these things, they're not real fans. By the way, has anybody gotten on Zazzle and looked at <laughs> the wedding photo hangover shit? No, I'm joking. <laughs> and and if you and if you really want to rake in the money, you just start a website called Sally Cycle Saves the World and direct everyone to your Patreon page. <laughs> Sally, you have so much to offer the world. And this doesn't just go for Sally. Basically, everybody who is a part of our group, you guys continue to impress me almost every single day with the sorts of things that you guys are posting in the group, the sorts of things I see you guys posting on Instagram, on Twitter, whether it's like presets that you've created for Lightroom, whether it's uh, guides you've made for like helping people learn how to edit better or guides you've made for helping people learn how to shoot better or just pointers and tips on like things lenses you could use for shooting certain situations and mm. you don't have to go and like turn that into a podcast or a vlog or anything like that but if you are in a position like sally is like just know that the things you have in your mind like the things you're already sharing are worth something and you don't you don't have to share them for free and it's awesome when people do, but like your, your ideas, your experience, your knowledge is worthwhile. And if you share it with people, you will, if you keep at it, you will eventually find an audience. Um, Ulysses has his podcast, wedding photo podcast. Um, I have my podcast, wedding photo hangover, the other podcast I do with my wife, uh, wedded and all, all of those podcasts, have found audiences of people who are interested in the things we have to say, interested in the things we want to share. Um, and it's been amazing to me to see like the reactions from people. Like I feel like just the other day I saw Ulysses like sharing Instagram stories of people saying like that their minds were blown by like some of the interviews he was doing recently. Um, who, who was the last person you interviewed on your podcast? Uh, my good friend, Hannah, she's also, uh, one of our associate shooters. Yeah. She was, I feel on. like that I saw like really three good. or four different like posts that you shared of like people just like saying how much they love that interview and how they loved like hearing everything that Hannah had to say and stuff. And it's been like amazing to me to see the reaction that a lot of people have. And I feel like we undervalue all of us undervalue um, our own experiences, our own knowledge that we've gained. And I feel like it's very important to me that all of you out there who listen know how incredibly valuable you are to me and to Dustin and to Ulysses and to Jen and to, to everybody else who's come on the show. Um, because the things you guys have to share, your experiences, the way you see life is different than the way that we experience things the way we see life and i get a lot of value out of like when you guys share that because it opens me up to new possibilities new ways of thinking and i know most of the time dustin and i are just like doing dick jokes and stuff on this podcast um but it's crazy to me every once in a while when we stumble across something that resonates with people and to me it was just a joke and then when other people out there in the community start talking about it and they say like actually this is something I do and this is how it's changed my business and stuff. It makes me reevaluate 
like the way I do business and the way I approach my work and my weddings and everything like that. So just, just know you're valuable and just know that um, you might think that you don't have anything worth sharing with the world, but you have a ton. You, you have so much to give and, and it would be awesome if you started giving that. All jokes aside, sorry, that was like a really long rant. Um, you know, let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya, and I'm really undercutting everything <laughs> I just said, but I don't care. Fortnite's awesome. PUBG sucks. I want to add something to it. Uh, no, no, no. I, I did all the heartfelt stuff. I almost cried over here. You don't get to almost cry. Go to Let's your see. podcast if you want to almost cry. <laughs> You can you can edit it so I I say this first and then you end it with all your your. Oh, is this gonna be like a really shitty thing that you say? Okay, (laughs) give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah, I'm just saying you have the power. I'm gonna add a fart noise at the end of whatever you say. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) it's really messed up. I hope you do though. Um, No, you you and I have talked about this before too. When when I first started the podcast. Just like Sally, I knew I wanted to do something. Uh, podcasting was what I was most interested in, but I didn't know whether I was going to actually get listeners or if my whatever I was putting out there was going to be informative. But I did want to have something out there. And as I started putting the, the – I think the hardest thing to do was – recording episode one and then after that i still didn't know what i was doing but as every episode came on it got as far as me talking into the mic it got easier and easier and then i just started to formulate like a path on how i got content and who i wanted to talk to and just like with anything we do just like photography the the amount of time that you invest uh it's it's all just gonna get better and better over time so she may not know exactly how she wants to put it together now but as soon as she starts recording and putting content out there it's she's going to create her own path and she's going to get listeners and it's going to be awesome and then whatever steven said (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh you listen you just fart straight in the microphone oh man that's gross oh crazy man Wow. Oh, man. You, Steven. (laughs) That's going to do it for us this week here on the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Ulysses and Steve. Dustin. (laughs) He's going to be so mad at me. I'm a terrible person. Um, If you want to help Dustin and I out, not Ulysses so much. Oh, wow. Leave hey, before us. We, before we end this recording, I'm going to need you to send me my payment for doing this. Okay, don't worry about it. It's uh, coming in the mail. You can it's Venmo. 800 exposures. Don't worry. No, just send it to my Venmo. Let me just put it okay. on the episode. My Venmo 500 is exposures straight to your Venmo. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. And while you're at it, jump on over to the Wedding Photo Podcast room by Ulysses Del Toro and leave him a five-star review too. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin, my man, who's currently being held hostage, is at Dustin underscore McKibben. Ulysses is at Bound by Beauty or Del Toro Photo. Which one do you prefer? Let's go with Wedding Photo Podcast.
wedding photo podcast. He doesn't want you to know about Bound by Beauty because he's being held hostage by all of beautiful desert California right now. <laughs> sorry, Brandon. I'm so sorry. I I love California. I'm not going to lie. I would move out there in a heartbeat. Um, Steven, that's me. I'm at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to Steve and Dustin Save the World com and you can sign up to support us for as little as one dollar a month it's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast and dustin doesn't know this yet and neither neither does ulysses i guess i mean technically uh the first five episodes on the patreon are now available to everybody who uh signs up at the one dollar a month level so if you just want to get a taste you you want to get that beak wet you know what i'm talking about you just want to get a little dip in that that water bath is that what birds do in those things the bird bath yeah dipping in that bird bath um getting all that cocaine out um steven dustin saves the world one dollar a month you can, you can see what it's all about and uh if you like it you can bump up to five dollars a month and if you hate it you can cancel so fast you can just ulysses how easy is it to cancel ulysses signs up every month and then cancels before his credit card gets charged so yep. how easy is it to cancel <laughs> I'm just excited that I'll finally be able to listen to one of your Patreon episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Lucy's. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Another wedding. Oh, you're going to go dusting on me? You don't want to do a dun-dun-dun at the end of that? Dun-dun-dun. Wedding. Oh, gosh. I thought I was was moving on up in this world. Mm. Wedding. Thought I was moving on up, but no. Nope. Stuck. Another. 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 wedding. Another. Have you ever been contacted to shoot a knacked wedding? Bye. <laughs> oh, you're done? You're done? Is that it? Wait, wait, Ulysses, Ulysses before we go real quick, what what are you up to? What, what, what you been listening to? You got some good recommendations for us? Music, video, what's up? Podcast? Music, music, video? Oh, man. Um, yeah, what's man, Kim Kardashian, go- your best friend, up to? <laughs> definitely go to Stephen Dustin Save the World. That's one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts currently. Aww, thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, no, when you were over, I've, 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 music wise, I've had, I just discovered Mount Joy and I've had them on repeat. They're pretty good. I love some Dude, good they're dope. They're real mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I can't stop listening to them. So I'm just trying to listen to them until I get completely sick of them. But that's, that's really it. I only listen to that and, uh, your Patreon podcast episodes. <laughs> well, can I give you a recommendation then? Oh, please. So this last week, people who've been listening to the podcast for a while and who actually still listen after like the whole readout thing at the end, you know, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I can see on iTunes how many people turn off and it is, it's actually not very much. There's, it's like maybe 5%. Um, But recently on Script Notes, one of my favorite podcasts, it's uh, Craig Mazin and John August. Craig Mazin being the guy who uh, wrote, created uh, Chernobyl, which a lot of, a lot of our listeners actually like. Um, I've seen on their Instagram stories, on Facebook and stuff, they're sharing about it. Um, I love Chernobyl. It was awesome. But people also know I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, 
which recently just ended. Jen and I were going to go to New York to see like the live show. And then Jen went without me because we couldn't find a babysitter for our kids, you know? Um, but script notes, their last episode, they had Rachel Bloom, the co-creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and co-showrunner with Aline Brosh McKenna. And uh, Rachel talked to Craig and John all about sex. It was crazy. Um, so I wanted to follow up on that because like Jen and I did an entire episode of po- Wedded Podcast that was called like The Truth About Sex. And uh, oh my gosh, there's so much about sex Jen and I did not know um, that, you know, <laughs> Rachel and Craig and John talk about and share. And uh, it was uh, it was super, super good to hear because they, they talk a lot about the difference between like men and women in sex and like there's just a lot that men don't know about women when it comes to sex and uh, super, super enlightening stuff. And it reminded me of like, uh, there's a lot of talk about like 70% of women will never orgasm without direct clitoral um, stimulation. So that's like not penetration, but actual like stimulation of the clitoris. How many listeners did I just lose when I said that? (laughs) Um, can you repeat that i didn't yeah. quite hear so, it <laughs> so so it was it was super interesting to listen to because um i know from talking to my wife and we were both like super raised in like super conservative christian backgrounds um we waited till we were married to have sex all that kind of stuff um and like we we never had anybody who talked to us about that kind of stuff no, nobody ever said to us like hey you know when you get married your wife might not, you know, reach orgasm through, you know, penetration. She might need something else, you know. Nobody ever said, hey, the first time you have sex, it might hurt real bad, um, stuff like that. And so yeah. this episode of Script Notes was just highly, highly great um, as far as, like, all the things they talk about, um, all the myths that they kind of break and bust up. And uh, I I was, like, riveted the whole time by it. Um, it's It's... Typically, like a they they talk a little bit about like um, things you might not have learned from TV because TV is only allowed to say so much. And Rachel talks a little bit about all the things they had to work around on her show, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, um, because they wanted to be truthful and honest with stuff about sex. And um, it was just it was a really good conversation. And you know, especially like if you've never had sex before, I would highly say like. I recommend this episode of script notes and I'll include a link in the show notes to it for people who are interested. Would you also recommend that wedded podcast episode to people who uh, never had sex before? Yes. Especially to people who like Jen and I grew up in like super conservative Christian backgrounds. (laughs) And yeah, you know, once you listen to it, then you will have a completely different view of me uh, and Jen too, but mostly of me. You, Whoa, you I can't Jen... believe Steve shared the exact length in centimeters, milli- his millimeters of his penis. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know he had such a tiny micro dick. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, so we're you... going to end the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jen should do a follow-up episode uh, after after listening to that, that podcast episode. <laughs> we should update it? Do an update? Is that yeah. what you're saying? No, you cut out no, for a little like a bit follow-up. there. No, do a follow-up episode on uh, after listening to to that that podcast. Yeah, definitely. So Ulysses and I are, we're going to cut out now. Ulysses is going to join me for the Patreon episode, and uh, we're going to follow up on some of the stuff we talked about last week on the Patreon. 
So. Oh God, we're gonna talk. Maybe about don't all listen that? to that. Oh yeah, God, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh. All right, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ulysses. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks and goodbye. I'm not gonna shoot the dog. Ulysses, look behind you. It's Eva. Ulysses, no! no. What in Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of B.